Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It means it's time for Tim with Tim. We're going verse by verse together through the Word of God, and we're in the book of Acts chapter 27 today. Starting with verse, starting with verse 27, we got the shipwreck. Um, this is such a great story. I, I know that for some of you, maybe it seems like it just goes on forever. Um, Luke is really not skipping anything at this point on this sea voyage that uh, that just goes on. They've been in a storm now for days. When we pick up in verse 27, they have been uh, adrift at sea in the middle of a storm for about two weeks or a little over two weeks, which is just really unthinkable, but it really has become a terrifying and just devastating situation for uh, for these people. 200, 276 on board, soldiers, uh, a crew of sailors, a group of prisoners. Uh, it is uh, it's really something else. Uh, so they are crossing, uh, the New Living Translation says Sea of Adria. Uh, some of your translations probably say Adriatic Sea. Uh, just understand, if, if you're the kind of person to go look at a map, which, which I, I mean, I have a map <laughs> right here. I've already looked. Um, in, in Paul's day, what they would call the Adriatic Sea is what we would probably call today the Ionian Sea. Uh, so it's a little more south between the, the boot... Heel, the, the boot heel of Italy and Greece, because understand, they're about to shipwreck on the island of Malta. But uh, it's, it's just a devastating thing. When the, when the passage picks up in verse 27, it's midnight, um, which means they can't see. There's no light. It, it, it's, it's still a storm. Everything is raging. Uh, they haven't eaten uh, in days, days, days. Um, it's a devastating situation, like I said. Um, it says that the sailors sensed that land was near. Uh, <clears throat> folks say that on that particular approach to Malta, you know, where we feel like they were shipwrecked, um, the sailors probably wouldn't have been accustomed to that, that particular approach, so it would be strange that they wouldn't know it. But apparently you can hear the breakers for some distance. And so it's very likely, even in the dark, they could hear the waves crashing on the rocks, that they could hear the breakers from that distance. And so they knew that they were close to land. So their only option is to do soundings, you know, to try and find out, you know, the, the, the depth of the water. So they do the first measurement at 120 feet, and then probably an hour later, they're at 90 feet, and they realize very quickly that they're being driven on the rocks. Uh, so they throw out anchors. They throw out four anchors from the, from the stern, uh, I suppose that the intention there is to keep the ship pointed toward the shore. They don't want to drift in anymore, but they don't want to try and uh, take the ship aground until they can see, uh, understand. Uh, like, like I know what I'm talking about, you guys. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I, I've you know, barely been on a boat. Uh, but anyway, in verse 30, the sailors try to abandon ship. They act like they're gonna keep putting down anchors, but what they're putting down is the lifeboat. Obviously, we don't have a lifeboat for 276 people. So the sailors, uh, you know, the crew, they decide to save themselves, which is just, you know, cowardly, terrible, all of that. But it's Paul who, who, uh, who sees what they're doing. Paul calls the commanding officer, the soldiers, and he just says, hey, listen, if, if, if the only people who know how to sail a boat, you know, leave this boat, we're all going to die. You know, we, we can't lose the crew. We, can, we can't lose the sailors. And so the soldiers take over. They, they, they cut the lifeboat loose. So now nobody has an option of saving themselves. They're all going to uh, either die or live together. 
so the day is dawning, and Paul gives another encouraging uh, speech. Uh, in this particular passage, I find I just find Paul amazing. He's on a boat. I mean, literally, they're all in the same boat. You know, Paul hasn't eaten either. I mean, nobody's eaten. And what seems like now, I mean, the last time Paul talked to them, nobody had eaten in a long time. That was, you know, like two weeks ago. So now, man, I mean, it is really serious. They haven't eaten. Uh, some of that, I don't, I don't know if it's because they don't have provisions. It seems like they have provisions, but you know how, you know, when you're just up and down, like being on a roller coaster that never ends, that they probably literally just don't want to eat. You know, that they're just sick. Uh, because, you know, it's just, the, the, they're just, you know, being tossed in this storm. Uh, so Paul, uh, just a, a beautiful speech here. Uh, eat something now for your own good. Not a hair of your heads will perish. I mean, Paul continues to say, I mean, he predicted the shipwreck. He never said this ship is not going to crash. I mean, he's already said this ship is going down, but we're not. Not a single one of us, not a hair on your heads. No one is going to be harmed. And so, uh, everybody was encouraged and they began to eat. All 276 of us, Luke says. So again, once more, he includes himself in that number. All 276. I mean, just notice for all that they've been through, nobody's been lost. Nobody's died. Nobody fell overboard. I mean, nobody has perished. All 276 are still there and now they're encouraged and they're eating. Uh, and then after that, the crew lightens the ship a little bit more, throwing the cargo of wheat over. Remember earlier I said it was most likely a grain vessel, and this is where I know that right here. That they, It specifically mentions that the cargo is wheat. So they lighten the ship, again, trying, they're thinking they're going to try to steer it in and uh, and take it aground safely. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the attempt, but that's not what happens. They end up hitting the shoal, uh, and then they run the ship, ship aground too soon. They weren't, they weren't in control. The bow of the ship stuck fast. The stern repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and starts breaking apart. So the ship is breaking apart. It's going down. Uh, immediately, the soldiers want to kill the prisoners to make sure they don't escape. Now, again, that just makes sense because uh, if you are entrusted with the prisoner and the prisoner gets loose, they're going to kill you. And so... Uh, they're just trying to make sure that, that they're not held accountable for the escape of the prisoners. But again, once more, the commanding officer, the Roman commander, really wants to spare Paul. And so he doesn't let them carry out their plan. The theme here over and over and over is that people live, people are saved, they're delivered because of Paul. God has a purpose for Paul. And for that reason, all 276 of these people are going to be safe. I just think it's amazing. The, the favor that comes simply by being with Paul. Uh, I, I just think it's something else. Um, the other thing I would mention here about Paul is, is just the amazing presence of peace that he is in a time of storm. Uh, I'm just struck like right now in, in our nation, our, our, our national climate, the, just the environment, the political climate, um, things are chaotic and, and, and for sure they are. And, uh, and, and I know some of us are very distressed about what seems to be happening in the world around us. But but you know what? I just see Paul here in the middle of this storm, and he is such a presence of peace. You know, everybody else is losing their minds, but Paul's not. Paul says, you know, I, I believe in God, and, and, and I believe what God says, and it's going to happen the way he said. And that incredible faith is the source of courage for everybody else. You know, this has to mean what Jesus meant when he said that we will be salt and light in the world. We're supposed to make a difference, you know, and we can't make a difference if we're not different. 
And, and honestly, uh, that difference, that, uh, that, that salt, the light, all, all of that comes out in times of distress. I mean, light shines brighter in darkness, you, you know? And, and this is a very spiritually dark time. So why are all the Christians, you know, complaining and wringing their hands? And, you know, you know why is it that, that the Christians, you know, why, why aren't we a voice of, of faith and hope and love like Paul? You know, and and it's not only that, you know, it's almost like, we, you know, we just sort of wait around like Jonah, you know, for God to destroy the sinners and save us. And Paul is so very invested in the lives. I mean, literally, they're in the same boat. And Paul is determined to save everybody and bring everybody to shore with him. I mean, it's none of this, Lord, just take care of me, you know. Uh, he wants everybody to eat. He wants everybody to do well. Paul continues to encourage them. I love the moment when... He gets everybody to eat. Verse 35, it says, Paul took some bread and gave thanks to God for it and then broke it in pieces. It's like, what are, are they having the Lord's Supper? <laughs> you know, because it sure sounds, and Luke makes it sound like the Lord's Supper. I mean, that sounds just like Jesus took bread and after he'd given thanks to God for it, he broke it in pieces. You know, it sounds like the Lord's Supper. Um, it's not the Lord's Supper. It, it, it's It's not. Uh, it is the Jewish custom to break bread and give thanks to God for it. That, that would be a sort of a Jewish custom, the way Jesus used the Jewish custom at Passover. Uh, but I, I don't think Paul is trying to, you know, sneak in the Lord's Supper here with a, you know, a boatload of pagans. Uh, however, there are believers on board, if only, you know, Paul and Luke, and, and we know there are others. But but for the believers in that moment, just like you and I, when we read that, we think, oh my goodness, that's like Jesus, you know. I think there's something intentional about that. The believers won't, it won't mean the same thing to non-believers as it does to the believers, but the believers in that moment are going to see Paul break that bread and bless it just like Jesus did. And in that moment, they're going to be reminded that Jesus is with them, you know. Um, so again, it's going to mean more to the believers because they know Jesus uh, same way when you and I read it, 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 it meant more to us. We're just uh, immediately thinking of, of, of Jesus. End of the chapter, it says, people, uh, the ones who could swim were swimming. Others held onto planks or debris from the broken ship. That phrase is, is complicated to translate in the Greek. It, it literally seems to say that they were hanging on to people. <laughs> so it, it is likely that some of the you know people who couldn't swim were you know, kind of dragged in by the guys who could swim really, really well. But one way or the other, everyone, everyone escaped safely to the shore. The fact that you know this storm that rages for two weeks and they've been drifting for 500 miles across the sea um, and not a single person is lost, it's really remarkable. In uh, ancient uh, uh, documents that we have, uh, stories, Josephus tells a story of a particularly difficult sea voyage where I think they start out with 400 and end up with, with 80. Um, to have this, this incredible deliverance of every single person on that ship is a sign of God's providence and protection. Make a mistake. It's God's determination to care for Paul. But because everyone is with Paul, understand, God delivers them as, as well. Uh, the adventure continues. Tomorrow we'll be in chapter 28. We'll do the 16 verses, 28, 1 to 16. Uh, it's amazing. You, you think you think everything has happened, but tomorrow Paul's going to get bit by a snake. <laughs> so there, you know, spoiler alert, you're going to be bit by a snake. I mean, it just never ends, but it really is an amazing story. So stay in the Word, stay with me, and I'll see you. I love all you guys. I really do. Thank you for being with me today. I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. Have a great Thursday.